Welcome. You're listening to the shit philosophers, developers, enthusiasts, idiots, bestest buds, gamers say. Everybody, you're listening to another episode of Shit Gamers Say. I'm your host Joe Boda, and this is the podcast for the week of December 6, 2015. With me today, as always, is Peter Samin. It's so pleasant here, Joe. It's happy space. Is this a safe place to be? This is a safe space. Okay. How are you doing? I've got oil on my lips. That... Why didn't you invite me to the party you're having? (laughs) It's from the salad that I was just biting out of. The head that you were eating, the head of lettuce? (laughs) I put a a vinaigrette on top, so... Oh, really? Was it the finest of vinaigrettes? From the south, I got of it Italian. at Costco. Oh, got it at Costco. So I don't know, probably mi- middle range. Too ritzy to for me. Range. Too ritzy too for ri- me. <laughs> yeah, this combo <laughs> salad dressing pack at Costco way too ritzy. Way too ritzy. Way too ritzy. <laughs> Kirk- Kirkland brand, Joe. Kirkland. I'm brand. more of a McDonald's dressing kind of guy. I don't know about you. <laughs> Just it's uh, my preferred go-to brand. Never tried any of that ritzy stuff. <laughs> It's just like Dan Reichert being Chipotle is just fancy. I'm like, are you fucking kidding <laughs> that me? That was the best podcast I've ever listened. There's nothing. <laughs> that, there's nothing fancy about Chipotle. That was you could just you couldn't you couldn't literally hear it, but you could just hear it. You could feel like Vinny's heart breaking, <laughs> like as those words came from out of his mouth. Like he, <laughs> oh my goodness, that was so good. All everything about that, I couldn't have asked for any more. Uh, anymore uh but yeah we're keeping it low key this it's the calm it's the calm mm. peter the calm before the storm what oh because soon we're going to be beating the shit out of each other more than usual yes for the top 25 list Presumably. which i moved to a spreadsheet so that way we could uh order them a lot easier yeah, something about that spreadsheet made it look a lot worse than I originally like thought. Like I yeah. looking at that the scrolling through our doc and I'm like, "Oh, just tw- top 25, it's a list." Okay, well where it's a link. Where's it going? And then I go to the link and I'm like, oh, "Okay, so here's all our stuff." And then I scroll down, it's like, "Oh, 91. We have 91 games." Oh fuck. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. It'll be fun. I just want to go through and start like just making marked up edits, but we'll save that for the. Can't do that. I yet. can't do that. But what I what I have done is I went through the ones that we agreed on and the ones that you marked as your favorites, and then ones that I knew were my favorites. So I kind of ranked them already somewhat. Okay. So like the ones that we agreed on are all at the top. Mm-hmm. 
as you can yeah, as, see. As I can and see. then the ones that neither of us agreed on, but we both have on the list are right towards the bottom. Okay. So Yeah, okay. This all works out. This is so yeah, so we know like where to make our first cuts, presumably. Yeah. Go towards the bottom when you're making your first few cuts. Not at the bottom because like So Metroid Fusion the is yeah. the first one to go. Fuck that God game. Damn it. Bad, no. It's a bad game. You're wrong. <laughs> you know, okay, we're, this is not happening right now. This is not right happening now. right now. We need to stop. We can't do stop this right, right now. now, not after today. <laughs> not after today. Why? What happened today? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Tell, tell us so all about golf it. Golf is having a release this week. Oh, God. And we have to time that release with a release from Connect because there's dependencies. All right. But how do And you- we put our golf release on test last week but they found bugs and we've been trying to fix them and every time that i fix a bug i think okay well we're good so i start to deploy and then someone else finds a bug i've and then i feel like shit because i have to tell the people that deploy it to stop and do it again and then they're like why and i'm like no you don't understand and they're like ah so we've tried retried deploying four times. So now we're do- we're gonna have to do it one last tomorrow. It's do or die time. We either deploy or we don't. Like we, but it has to. Like we have no, really really have no choice. So tomorrow's do or die. Basically all day today I was getting these issues resolved in test and QA and talking to QA about no you don't do it that way you do it this way or blah. It was it's just. Basically, so you know how like at the beginning of a sprint, you choose things that what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did nothing that I was supposed to do today, except th- I did nothing I was supposed to do today. All I did was communicate with these people all day and try to fix this issue and get these tickets resolved so that way we can do this release that may or may not happen now because of all the craziness. Oh, God. So I hate I hate version control and this whole process. Of just coordinating deployments. Yeah. And just sometimes I feel like it would behoove to just dump it all into a Google document <laughs> and just have live updates. And then when everyone's like, yep, that's it, then just deploy all at once and then watch the ensuing uh. shit show that would occur. See, Joe, I like version control. Just so here's the thing right now, the golf project, the client, and the API are coupled together. Mm-hmm. It's a bad thing yeah. because all these issues have been client side. But in order to do a deploy, the API also has to deploy. So I keep having to tell the API guys, "Yeah, let's go do this." And then, and then, then I'm like, "Oh wait, no, we found another issue." Until the point that where they're like really frustrated. I'm like, "We got to." So we have a team working on decoupling it right now. Well, we have a guy. You we have, have a, a that's guy. Gonna work on a whole team. A guy. <laughs> <sighs> well, he was the entire golf team before I got here, but now he's doing core stuff for golf so yeah he's working on decoupling it he said it won't be in time for this release obviously because it's tomorrow but hopefully the next release it'll be different to where literally the the js client the javascript client of golf will have its own server and i could just press the button and it goes rather than you know me having to you know get a lot of stuff just coordinating with multiple people doing like what is the worst in an agile environment which is like this constant back and forth with people and hoping that like you know everyone is compliant and not going to get frustrated and the worst part is that so there's this okay 
it all started with this one bug that they found. It's like, oh, when you try to load the courses, your golf courses, your stats don't load for some reason. I'm like, wait, well, why is it not doing that? Then I find out it's like, oh, it's because this one type of because uh, we have this. It's it's a long story, but basically, there's a certain time, a type of course that we have that you have to be careful when you load the stats. At least for now, because we're in the middle of changing how those work. Mm-hmm. And on my test environment. I had taken to account everything except for this one edge case that I didn't think about. So, luckily, on t- on the actual test, like on so in my dev dev environment, I did this. Mm-hmm. L- at least in the test environment, we had an account that found this out. If we didn't, this would have gone live without we us even knowing. And then I go and fix it. But the problem is, I didn't duplicate the problem exactly. I guess I duplicated like one of the things so i fixed part of it even though i thought i fixed it so that i had to do it again <sighs> you fixed yeah. a derivative of the problem like yes a, a branch on the tree that is the problem exactly so i had to go back and fix the real problem <laughs> yeah it's just been a long day it's been crazy i basically didn't leave my desk all day well look on the bright side it's only m- mon monday so the thing is, like, once this, once we get this uh, release out, I can relax. Like, it's just getting this release out that's, you know. When's the so uh, maybe, slated release, or like, when are you going to be done, presumably? When is the cutoff? So it was supposed to be out tomorrow. Oh, God. But but the update that uh, Connect is doing got delayed, so we got to delay as well because it's dependent on them. So it's now it's Wednesday. Wednesday's the day. Okay, so you only have one more day of this hell, presumably. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, after that, it's all smooth sailing. Hopefully, especially if... Uh, see, the big the thing is, we had this is just a really large release. We made some architectural changes that were important, but also mean a lot of regression testing. Mm-hmm. So after this gets tested and through, I don't anticipate a lot of issues because um, we won't have this giant regression that we need to do every time. Yeah, that's the, that seems to be the big factor in this. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's my that's my life. That's your life. That's your work life. What's going on in your personal life? Your video game life. Wait, my personal I, life or my video I game mean, life? I mean, are they are not the two the same? I mean, kind of. Kind of. This bit of my I don't know. What's up with Peter? What is Peter doing? My my video game life is abysmal. I guess I don't know. So I didn't play very much this week, Joe. Then w- what did you do this week? I played a little bit of Battlefront. And then when the PlayStation conference was going on, I played some Saints Row in the background. So you, so I take it then. Where was your mind more, more biased to the Saints Row or the the conference? The conference because you can just kind of blindly play Saints Row pretty easily without too much trouble. I mean, yeah, no, it's not a hard game. There's a lot of gags in it, but yeah, it's not a hard game for sure. Yeah. But I did, I did go out on Saturday. Oh really? Ooh-hoo. That was disappointing in a kind Why? of Why? In kind of a way. Well, it wasn't disappointing in one way, but it was it was awesome in one way and disappointing in another way. All right, let's hear it. 
So the person I was meeting up with was just like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Let's go to this bar and we'll play pool and just hang out. I'm like, okay, sure. That sounds fun. I mean, I'm pretty much up for anything. So we went to this bar and I don't know why, but she was buying me drinks. I was like, you know, I should buy you drinks. And she was like, no, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not worried about it. It just feels like a shitty thing to do. (laughs) So luckily I'd already had a few by the time we got to the bar because I thought we were meeting somewhere else and I ordered a drink there and drank it and was like, hey, where are you? And she's like, oh, I'm over here. Like, okay. So I had to stumble on over. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we played pool with against these other guys and one of them was wearing a Yoda sweater. You described him as Yoda and I'm like, why are you insulting this poor boy? (laughs) And then I realized why you were calling him Yoda. Yep. And you know what the best part is? That he was actually related to the guy who played Yoda? No. Oh. So, <laughs> oh. so there were some folks that were also in the bar, and I guess they were visiting from San Francisco. And this lady, the, the lady comes up to this guy. is like, oh, my gosh, that sweater. That's an awesome sweater. He's like, oh, thank you. She's like, how much do I have to pay you to buy it off of you right now? <laughs> well, I mean. He's like, what? I would totally <laughs> sell the shirt off my back if the right price was given. Yeah. So she offered to pay 80 bucks. Yes. But he but he said no. Bullshit. I would I would sell that I would sell whatever. Yeah, me too. I mean, that sweater probably only cost what, 50 bucks maybe? May at most. Like it couldn't Yeah. Not 80. It certainly did not cost 80 bucks. Yeah, and even if it did. I would wonder if he bought it for himself because at that point you're just doing an, a gift exchange, a return, if you yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, I would have done it as well, but he said no. They don't. He re- I guess he really likes Yoda. They don't need to know what happened in that sweater. That's the best part. <laughs> you have zero <laughs> obligation to share with them the atrocities that took place in that sweater. <laughs> so we played pool. I was getting pretty happy. We were all getting pretty happy. That, but then... That's code for yeah. tipsy, drunk. Yeah. Yep. So then the person I was with was just like, hey, I got to go. I'm like, wait, what? It's only 10. She's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention I have a curfew because I have work tomorrow. And I'm like, hmm. why didn't you mention that? If you had mentioned that, I wouldn't be drinking like crazy <laughs> right now. Like, now what am I supposed to do? I can't go home. Are you kidding me? I need to go tear <laughs> like, shit up now. You don't understand. This is what happens. Yeah, like I can't drive now. Like I'm, I'm not able to drive in this state. If you had told me that there was a time limit on this, I wouldn't have drank as much. She's like, "Oh, sorry. I guess I should have told you." I'm like, "Yeah, you should have told me." When people, when you, when you say, "Let's go out." There's an assumption that every, pretty much everyone makes assumes that you're going to be out all night. Yeah. Not till 10. Well, that and, you know, e- even the people who I know who when they say go out don't mean they're going hard in the paint. Buying someone drinks, I feel, is pretty indicative of we're going hard in the paint. Exactly. Typically. And that's what I thought was going on, but that was not the case. And uh, so I was like, wait. So wait, you've been drinking. How are you getting home? She's like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention I live right down the street. I'm like, oh. Sons of multiple <laughs> bitches. So I walked her home 
And then I walked back to my car and I was like, no, I can't do this right now. So instead there was a Chipotle down the street. So I ate Chipotle <laughs> and then I took a walk around the block. I was like, okay, I'm sober enough now. Decided to class <laughs> it up with some late night Chipotle. Oh yeah. <laughs> the ritziest. Hey, there, there was a, the cops were there. Not, not because of like, they were looking you know, for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> the cops were getting a late night snack. Like it was just a few of them just hanging out in Chipotle eating burritos. I can imagine that seems, it seems to, they're trying to fight back on the stereotype that all cops eat donuts. And so they counter it yeah. by eating Chipotle. They're like, look <laughs> at us. We're not your average cops. We're cool cops. Oh yeah. Puts on their shades. So, yeah, and I got home, and then she's like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's fine. She's like, oh, you want to hang out next weekend? I'm like, I guess, but we'll only be able to hang out till 10, apparently. Like, <laughs> that's not that fun. Yeah, that's no good. The t- these time limits, man, these constraints. I don't like these. Yeah, we must break these walls. Break down these walls that entrap us. Get <laughs> philosophical. Drunkenly philosophical. We'll have to see where that goes. But yeah, I had fun for the time. I guess I, it was fun, but it was like, it didn't feel fulfilling because I didn't get to finish the, like, it didn't feel like a full night. It just felt like, oh, we hung out for a couple hours and then I went home. It's like, what? Yeah, that's, that's like the bittersweetness of, especially with college kids I found is a lot of like my friends when we decide we're going to go out and get drunk like that, they like to hunker down at one bar. And it's not like the worst thing in the world, but I am a very, I'm very mobile when I'm drunk. I like to walk and go and do shit. And the only time we ever do that is on like the specialist of occasions. So yeah, it's always disappointing when you're like really tossed and you're like, where are we going next guys? And they're like, Oh, we're, we're staying here. And it's like, but, but, see, but, I, I like, I like switching it up. Like, I guess I understand why they would want to stay. Maybe it's like their regular place, but you know, it's nice to go to different places and see what the hell's up. Plus you can get into weird antics. Like who knows? <laughs> weird. I mean, yeah, no, it's like, I, I completely understand the mentality of sticking around, especially if that's where the deals are at, but it's just me, myself. I am a very mobile, I'm just mobile like that. I like to walk around. Because otherwise, if I stand in one spot for too long while I'm, like, excessively drunk, then I, like, get dizzy and, like, space out. And if I can walk around, then I can, like, you know, you get the blood flowing. Yeah. You're burning off that that beer, so to speak. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Oh, so to speak. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, we were playing pool and, okay, I'm usually pretty bad at pool. But I got into a state where I was good. <laughs> you did it. For about 15 minutes, I was awesome. But then I went over that. <laughs> I went past that state to where, like, I couldn't even hit the ball anymore. Oh, God. You- like, every shot I was doing, I would, like, either hit the ball off the table or, like, knock it to where it literally hits nothing. Like, it was pretty sad. You were so white girl. White girl. <laughs> I... I... I'm just no good at pool. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm okay, but, you know, there's always that one guy. There's always that one guy who's substantially better than everyone else. Oh, yeah. And it continues to kind of lend itself to, like, I just space as I wait for the other guys to finish their turn, and I'm just like, I'm so drunk. 
I need this pure, this pure Q, this pure Q. I need this pure Q <laughs> to hold me upright. Just uh, sw- whispering sweet nothings to it as I try not to fall down. Billiards. <laughs> no one. I. I. I am going to purposefully avoid bars with billiards from here on out, which is going to be really hard. It's a hard thing to avoid. That is pretty tough. Yeah. It's it's all about the the class you're serving. Usually nicer places don't have billiards and then they reserve that for like the the grungy dives, which I like, but I can't play. I can't play pool. Hmm. Can't. See see if you ever visit, we're going to the bar that uh Dan Reichert always talks about. Is it any good? Well, it's a, it, he, it is the definition of a dive bar. Like, he says that there's, like, holes in the ceiling and shit. Like, <laughs> it's just some so. fallout wasteland-ass shit. It's, like, just it's <laughs> yeah. all falling apart. There's a skeleton in the corner posed in a so, suggestive position. Yeah, so he, him and his uh, father love it because it's super cheap. Like, apparently you can get, like, like a 32-ounce thing of beer for, like, five bucks or something. Ooh. Yeah. Um. But I looked, so I went on to Google, or was it Yelp? What, you know, whatever place uh, reviews things, and it had, like, terrible reviews where it would be like, it's gross there, and, like, everything's falling apart, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, maybe that's, I guess that's the appeal for, like, that's the place that every time that they uh, do one of those podcasts where he visits his dad. Yeah. Uh, it's the bar that they always go to, so. It, it, yeah, I'm, like, always super... I only trust Yelp reviews when dealing with like living circumstances like hotels and stuff. But even then, it seems like the threshold that people have for stuff like that is surprisingly low. Especially with like, because I was, would be looking up bars that I go to regularly on Yelp, and they almost always have like a two out of five or whatever. Something bad. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that bad, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> They're like, I'm afraid I'm going to get stabbed. And it's like, no one no one is stabbing you. I mean, <laughs> they might, but that's part of the fun, right? Am I going to get stabbed tonight? Right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hope. Maybe. I, I Maybe. You can never be too sure, though. I could get stabbed in my own house, for Christ's sake. The shit that goes on I mean, on I, have, I have been stabbed in my own house by myself. Nobody is safe. Not even from ourselves. Ugh. yeah it's so I'm guessing you've been pretty busy up until now just like work and all that stuff is if you haven't played that many games and if your weekend was like this seems yeah it's been a pretty especially since so since I visited um, my parents last weekend they sent me home with a bunch of crap, and I've been just sorting through all that stuff. You might have seen some of the tweets I've been yeah. putting on, just like, oh, look at it. Like, literally going through boxes of things that my parents were like, yeah, you got to get this out of the house. And just sorting through it. What am I going to keep? What am I throwing away? Like, you know. How how good are you about parting with sentimental stuff like that? Like, I'm, I'm guessing um, you're keeping all of your consumer electronics, but... Well, I already had all my consumer electronics. Oh. Uh, these boxes are more so like like model cars I had when I was a kid. Like all my Hot Wheels. I got all my Hot Wheels or like little photo frames and my entire box of every video game magazine I ever got. Oh, shoot. The magazines. 
So that's the tough one. Yeah. Because I'm keeping all the Game Informers. Then the Nintendo powers, I have less of an attachment to, but I don't know what to do with those. And then I have a few episodes, a few episodes, a few issues of the PlayStation magazine because I bought a few to get demos at various times because sometimes it'd be like, oh, this one has Soul Calibur 3. It's like, I fucking need that Soul Calibur 3 demo. I need it. Mm -hmm. I need it. So, uh, yeah. That, oh, shit. Yeah, you just opened a. I need to think about that stuff too. I, I mean, I, I won't. Yeah, that's like my plan. So that's like the issue I'm having right now with my moving is I've put a deposit on an apartment. I have an address. It's all locked up. Got my plane ticket. I'm ready to go out. But that's the thing is I can have two uh, checked bags for free under 50 pounds. And so I'm thinking one is going to be like almost all of my clothes. And the other one is probably going to be like my game consoles and stuff like that. Maybe my PC. We'll see how like sturdy it is. But yeah, then there's just this myriad assortment of crap all at my parents' home. And yeah, stacks of old magazines. And it's like, at what what point do we cross cross the threshold between this is sentimental and this would be really cool to dig up in 30 years? Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm keeping a lot of the stuff. Well, I'm throwing away things that's like, oh, I don't even know what the hell this is. But stuff where it's like, oh, I remember this. I'm like, in 30 years, I'm probably going to want to... Like, I already I had a few nostalgic feelings. Like, I tweeted out, like, my favorite issue of Game Informer, which was the issue where they had Jack, Daxter, Ratchet, Clank, and Crash and Cortex all on the same cover. Now, that is something that you don't see every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Yeah, it gets it gets tough. But luckily, you get to you can still keep it at your parents' house. My house has been sold. Yeah, so. that, that's the... Yeah, that, that, that was about to say that was the... That is the key benefit and the key difference between you and I but it's like it's also a matter of like some of the stuff I even the stuff that I kind of do want to take but I'm like starting to second guess if I should like just like books and shit like I I don't know there's just some stuff that I wonder about because I want it and there's some utility in having it but the problem is I don't anticipate being in my apartment for more than six months and that's again it's like the college issue of how much do i take with me to college because i really don't want to mess with this in 6 months from now even yeah. though at some point i might use this yeah it's i don't know um I, like most things in my life i'm winging it so that's all i ever and do and i'm just going to throw away all of my old school shit i have no like attachment to any anything in fact those magazines might be the only damn thing i yeah. keep <laughs> yep. Yep. Ooh. But enough about our lives. About our experiences. I guess we're going to try to tackle this big experience. Or at least bits PlayStation experience. Or at least bits and pieces. Yeah, like no reason to like go through yeah, everything. Let's just go through it quickly, like if we have something to say about it, we'll say it. If not, we'll just be like, that happened. Okay, that's the next thing. thing. Yeah, sure. Because I'll be honest, there's maybe a handful of things on this list that I cared about and the rest of it was like, oh, okay, sure. Don't, not, not that. Exactly. I mean, Same here. Probably someone probably cares, but I don't really care that much. So. Yeah, I, I, I totally uh, get you. So, yeah, we'll just take it from the top. 
So they truly started with a bang. They started with the thing that I cared about, and then the rest of it was like less. There were no Um, explosions in that. (laughs) No, they showed Uncharted Four, and it was a really, it was a really cool scene. Um, basically showing the interaction between uh, him and his, him and his brother, but. The thing, the scene was not important once you saw what happened. When you got to, when they got to a certain point, you had dialogue options. Like in Mass Effect. I'm hyper skeptical of this. I took a look at that video and I'm like, why? What? I don't feel like it needs it. That's, so that's the thing. When it first got announced, I was like, oh, cool. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait, what, Why? Uh, and it kind of, it kind of makes you think like so. The entire uh, thing about the Uncharted games was that they were supposed to be like a pulp, you know, action movie. Right. Um, and you're supposed to be basically watching this guy be a hero. Like it's not like a game like Mass Effect or Fallout where you are the person. Like you make your Shepard, you make your guy in Fallout. Like you are those. Pe- you're supposed to the. You're supposed to be those people. When, I, when you play Uncharted, you don't think you're Drake. Like, that's Drake. So it feels weird to me that I get to decide what Drake says because he's not me. Yeah, it's one of those things where it just kind of feels like it. it's diminishing returns, or I guess a better way to put it is, like, you just, if you don't need it or if it adds so little to the experience, why even include it? Like, I feel like this entire year has very been much a year of, like, including mechanics into games that didn't otherwise need them. Um, Metal Gear Solid is an example with they have a lot of, like, kind of RPG elements to it with regards to weapon development. It's like, you don't necessarily need that. Or Fallout has base building, which, again, you don't really need it. And it kind of becomes burdensome, or you just keep asking yourself why the whole time. And I don't think this will be as impactful, but it's just... It's a curiosity, and it's like, I don't know. It it's it's it feels tacked on. Yeah, I think a it'll be bit. fine. I don't think it'll hurt it, but you know, I th- I think it's gonna be one of those things that really like. I don't think it's gonna be influential to the story. I think it's gonna be just what do you want to hear him say, but it's not gonna affect how everything plays out. Unless they kind of treat this whole game as like because it's supposed to supposed to be the conclusion. It's like. Well, like, how do you want it to end? How do you huh. want Nathan? Like, this is kind of like that's kind of a cop out. It's though. kind of them saying you, the fan, are Nathan Drake. Like, it's <laughs> you know, it's like all these times you've been experiencing this, you've been controlling Nathan Drake. Now you get to finish it. I don't know, but I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. Shit. I'm gonna be honest with you, Joe. All right. If they if they don't if they don't kill Drake, I'm gonna think they wimped out. I. You know what? I too would like to see Nathan Drake die. I don't think they're going to do that. So, okay, either Drake has to die or Sully has to die. One of them has to die. I Okay, I would yeah, I hedge it at about a 75-25% chance Sully is going to die versus Drake. Someone okay. someone major is going to die. Something is going to happen. We'll have to see because Two of the three Uncharted games, Sully supposedly dies, but then comes back. Maybe Elaine dies. 
You can't kill Elaine, yes, Joe. See, there, there, there. You can't do that's we, crossing a line. We, see, we have it. We have the fan reaction. We got it. This is this is how we mold it. God damn it. <laughs> Speaking of fan reaction, ah fuck. They showed a Final Fantasy VII trailer. I okay. It looked really good. So here's my so like I have a few things to say about that. One, that's a prototype. That is so a prototype. Like you that's think so? not. E- I I guarantee. I am still. I am <laughs> staunchly sitting on my position that this is not going to see a release until 2018. I'm 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 kind of with am, you there, Joe. I'm really. I was really skeptical the entire time. I was like, is this a cutscene or gameplay? Is it a cutscene? I don't know. Maybe it's gameplay. This is yes. This is a hundred percent. I guarantee you. What they did was they they put a development team aside so what they said was oh yeah this has been a year in development no this is what happened they took like five to ten guys from the team and it's like hey could you guys work on a prototype for final fantasy 7 they're like yeah sure it's like okay here's the final fantasy 15 engine to fuck around in and so they basically spent the entire time developing assets and swapping out models and that's what this is i guarantee you that this is as conceptual as it possibly could be I don't believe that this yeah. is going to be like verbatim in the game. I can believe you. I can believe that. I can totally believe that. And but people freak the fuck out. People are. Cra- I don't know if you've noticed this, but Final Fantasy VII fans are fucking crazy, insane. Yeah, no. Watching some of the, like so. In addition to all of this, they came out and said that the Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be episodic. And as you can imagine, people lost their fucking minds because they're like, how are you going to make an RPG if you're going to, if you're going to like compartmentalize the story? And it's like, dudes, it was on three discs. They cut out parts like they, they blocked off town entry in like each disc because they couldn't fit it on the disc. It has always been this way. And it's just really funny how long people have been clamoring for this remake. And now, in an instant, they're all like, oh, the Square's totally fucking it up. They're, like, screwing it up. It's like, this is why they didn't make it. This is why. Because of you yeah. little shits. So. No, I, I mean, I could see it as being episodic, especially since that, that'll that get them to release it, you know, the, the, at, least the, uh, at least the initial release sooner. Because obviously this is going to be a giant effort on their part to get it done. Right. And, uh, yeah. Well, thinking back on what that game, how big that game was, and looking at the assets, yeah, actually, you know what? I think making it episodic is the smartest move that Square has made in the last decade because that's the only fucking way this is going to get out, at least for the first episode by 2017, 2018. It's the only way. So, I don't know. Kudos on them on making it episodic, but we're still a long ways off. That's my bit. This just reminds me of uh, StarCraft Two, where they split it all up episodically. Did, oh, was was that episodic? Yeah, StarCraft Two. They split the campaigns into they split it into three campaigns. Uh, in the past StarCraft games, it was just one game with three campaigns. Mm-hmm. But they split it into you know three different games, and it took six years to come out. Oh yeah, okay. Because I always pegged all of that <laughs> as just expansion pack. I mean they. No, those were. I mean, they were pegged as expansions, but the initial game only had one campaign, and from the get-go, they said that they were supposed to have three campaigns. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Yep, it's basically that. So, 
Uh, moving on. Where else do you want to take us? Oh, they also said that the Final Fantasy VII port is available on PS4 now. The Final Fantasy VII PC port, and everyone cheered like crazy, which is hilarious in contrast to when it got announced and no one said anything. Because they're crazy. <laughs> um, Capcom showed the final shipping Street Fighter V character. I have to say shipping because they also showed other characters that were coming uh, post-launch. So I don't know like what other characters are coming post-launch, but I think Fong, I don't know. I like him. I like his character design. Looks yeah. interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, he seemed cool, and I like the the I like the remark from the developer. He's like, "It's the only character that never got leaked." <laughs> Guys, we did it! <laughs> Success. Even the even the six post-launch characters had already been leaked when he announced them. He 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 even said like, "I know most of you already know about this, but here they are." <laughs> I'm doing what I can. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they had an entire segment where they were talking about um, Adult Swim games, and there's six different Adult Swim games, and they're all coming to PS4 first. Great, yeah, I I I, I peeked at that. They looked, at, they were, it was just kind of okay. Yeah, they uh, seemed interesting, but they're very much they're indie ass indie games, so we'll see. And uh, Day of the Tentacle Remastered is coming in March for PS4 and Vita. And right after that, they announced Full Throttle Remastered coming to PS4 and Vita. Yeah, I, I might, I might try Day of the Tentacle. I don't know. It, it, I feel like it's strictly fan service at this point, or it's for people who are curious about the originals. Yeah, I mean, everyone says it's a really good game, so I want to check it out. Just, it's been hard to get that game before because you have to get an old ass PC to run it. Right. Basically. And the gameplay just has never been exactly like interesting to me. Like it's all about the dialogue in that game. So it, it's it a very is. specific state of mind I have to be in to even try something like that. Exactly. And you'll also have to be in a very specific state of mind for Psychonauts for PlayStation VR. Doesn't doesn't Double Fine have like five other projects that have yet to be released yet? Double Fine works on a lot of stuff, but I think that's by design. Um, Double Fine has a lot of very small teams wor working at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's smart on their part because they get to diversify and have a lot of different things going out. But it's also kind of not great because I don't feel any single project gets a lot of love. Yeah. And not, not, not that they're bad projects, but they don't get a lot of marketing and a lot of people don't... No single Double Fine product gets a lot of you know um people looking at it because there's just so many coming at at the same time well they have yeah as end of as indies they have to just like yeah by virtue yeah. of they crowd they have to crowdsource everything because no publisher will give them money at this point yeah which is too bad because they make good stuff which we can just talk about that right now it's part of the it's not part Let's of just PSX, dive into it, it right news, now but they also so the Psychonauts for PSVR is a separate Psychonauts game for PSVR. It's not the original Psychonauts. It's like a special PSVR Psychonauts. But they also announced Psychonauts two, and it's being funded. It's going to be uh, crowdsourced on Fig, and it's already reached more than fifty percent of its goal. Of course, like I got an email. So Joe, I backed. Of it. course, <laughs> also of course, I got no an, surprises. I got an email like two days ago saying they got the fifty percent. So I'm gonna assume they're even closer now i haven't really checked 
Um, but uh, the thing is, this is the first fig game that allows you to be an investor. Ooh, wait, you? Like me? Yeah, so, Joe, I'm an investor. Doesn't this... Wait, so I what didn't, is... I didn't just back it. I invested in it. What was... I'm going to get a return. What was Fig doing before that would have prevented viewers like us from backing projects? Was there anything like that? Oh, no, there, nothing was stopping you from backing it. Um, just this is the first one that they're allowing people to be regular people to be investors because... Um, there have been laws in the past that would stop regular people from being investors. You had to be like a licensed investor to make investments. But now a new law finally passed. So people, regular people like us can make investments like this. So just this is the first game that's launched since that law passed. All right. Um, didn't, didn't Double Fine, don't, don't they have another active project going on that was funded by Kickstarter? Not Fig, but Kickstarter. Maybe I thought it happened I before thought, Massive Chalice. I thought Chalice. they all final. I thought there was one. Massive, I, see, I I haven't paid attention to their other projects. The only ones I ever paid attention to were that uh that point and click one. What was it called that came out? And then this one. I know that they have a ton of them, but I'm only I'm, I'm very selective. I only pay attention to the ones that really catch my eye because I liked Psychonauts when it came out so I wanted to yeah. check this one it's out. It's not a bad game. I, I just remember like seeing some forum chatter about like with regards to Double Fine and you know they, they pretty much crowdsource at this point almost every single project they do. Oh yeah. Because they, they have to to some extent but someone raised the question on the forum it's like so why can they never find a publisher to help them because you know just because you're indie doesn't mean you can't have at least some publisher help you with distribution and someone was like well they're notorious for being over budget and and also like running um uh over or what is it they uh schedule over schedule they delay, they things. delay things a lot and but I I can respect that like they they delay things but they always deliver like I think they typically just give a very optimistic date but you know like Nintendo they delay things to make them better more often than not you know yeah and yeah and that that's uh yeah that's fine it's just one of the, like I can't think of a bad double fine game uh you know I'm trying to think well that's the thing too is they're not at least for me personally, they're not like in my conscience a lot. Like I don't hear a lot. No, but, but I mean, you know what they make though. Like most of the stuff that they make is of, of high quality. Yeah. I'm trying to, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Psychonauts, Brutal Legend, Broken Age, Grim Fandango, Costume Quest. That, uh, Connect game that really, that one we played with John, the ghost one. that was double fine. Yeah, you know the one where or, the happy action theater. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. But yeah, that's the thing. Is like, yes, yeah, so these are. I know these. I mean, I can't guess a lot of. I there's a certain level of enthusiast you have to be to at least know it off the top of your head. But yeah, yeah. Oh well. So yeah, that's what they're doing now. Um, Psychonauts, and they're doing this VR, which we didn't see anything. They were just kind of making a a nice jab at what was it? The Time article. Was that what the uh? That was directly referencing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would like to think so. It was obvious. Ra- it was so obvious. Yeah, but I mean, Raz kind of does that kind of stuff in the game anyway. I don't. I know. mean, it it was very <laughs> directly referencing. His shoes were off, and I'm pretty sure there was a beach backdrop. <laughs> yeah. 
that's pretty fun. Like they, they're, I think, uh, the Oculus folk are pretty self-aware about that type of stuff. So certainly. So let's move on. Let's move on to what clay has, you know, clay, right? K L E I. I know their games better than I know them because apparently this is the first that I'm hearing that that's their name. Yeah. <laughs> well, they made uh, what was that uh, that game with the ninja? What was that ninja one? There, it's an invisible ink. Well, they make invisible. They're making invisible ink and don't starve together. They made invisible. They they're making a sequel to Invisible Ink, aren't they? So, Invisible Ink was on PlayStation Plus, I believe. Uh, invisible Ink. Oh no! no oh, you're I'm thinking sorry. Of, you're thinking of you're you're thinking of something I'm else. thinking of stealth. It, something, something, Invisible Ink. You're thinking of Stealth Ink. Invisible Ink is very, very different. It is, yes. Invisible this Ink is, is very bullshit. stylized. I'm so upset. How can you have these <laughs> two games with such similar names? Well, Invisible Ink is a fun name. I mean, it, what? They made they made Mark of the Ninja. That's the one I was thinking and, of. Uh, That's the one that everyone loves. They made Mark of so. the Ninja, and I'm guessing and they made Shank, Shank yep. and Shank I 2. I hate Shank. I think it's all right, it's but yeah, everyone loves Mark of the Ninja. Invisible Ink looks promising, and I couldn't care less about Don't Starve. Yeah, Don't Starve is like one of those indie darlings, well, not indie darlings, but one of those many indie games that just kind of like was in the flood after the gates opened of like roguelikes. Ugh, makes yeah. me convulse a little bit in my mouth. It was like one of the very, it was one of the first PS4 games that they gave up for free. Right, and then on Steam, it was just kind of like it had entered after like the heavy hitters of that genre were out. Like Binding of Isaac was out, and there were a few others too. So it was just kind of one of those things where it caught its audience, but it will never be as big as those guys, I think. So yeah, now they're doing a multiplayer yeah. of that or a sequel. Um, I have nothing to say, nothing else to say about yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. You might have something to say about this though, Joe. So there's this game called Zodiac. There was some long, long subtitle after it, but I didn't get that down. Yeah, you know yeah. Japanese games and their giant ass subtitles. But it's Zodiac something, and it's made by the Final Fantasy VII slash Tactics team. Yeah, so the so you might be you might be Final Fantasy Tactics had a subtitle. You want to know what it was? The Zodiac <laughs> Brave Story. Really? For, so that's. Oh, it's like so. Okay. That's the thing is like, but that's the thing is, I guarantee you, it's not any way. So the characters in that trailer and all that stuff were not like from Final Fantasy Tactics at all. It's like this motif. No. It'd be like if Naughty Dog released another series based off of a treasure hunter, like oh, I don't know, like like Walter the Wallaby or some shit. You know, it's just kind of it's just kind of this weird motif <laughs> thing that they like to do. Like they incorporate the Zodiac into their games. It's a mobile game. I don't know. I, I think the problem is when you do a mobile game, you kind of like limit your scope. Your story isn't as grand and your gameplay isn't as deep. And not that they aren't fun, but I think the biggest draws of tactics was the complexity in its battle system and its narrative was also pretty pretty chewy. So wait, it's a mobile game? I was under the impression it was a Vita so game or PS4 all game. All I know is if you look at like every screenshot and the battle screenshots that looks like really mobile to me. Like the interface was super like simple and there was like big seemingly buttons. I don't know what it is. I'd have to look more into it, but I took it to be a, a mobile game. 
Um, I'm gonna bet it's Vita, just because in Japan the Vita. I know it's a it's it's shocking to us, but the Vita is doing better than the PS4 in Japan. So well, yeah. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, okay, yes. Uh, it says PS4 PS Vita trailer. So yes, it'll most certainly come to the PS Vita, and then we'll probably have a base port on the PS4. But I just know, like looking at it, it didn't look. There's nothing about this game that caught my eye. So. Okay. I don't know. It is what it is. I'm just the orc the Orcanon Orcan Orcanon Odyssey is the subtitle. Sure. Sure. Cool. So onward. And then continuing with continuing with more Japanese stuff, they showed well they announced that Yakuza five is coming well on Tuesday. To the PS3. Uh, that came out in Japan years ago. Who still plays on to... the PS3, man? I don't know, but you know this game was supposed to be out a long time ago. It just never came here. But Yakuza Zero is coming to PS4. Wait, was it for? for I both guess they and... gave up on six. They just went back to zero. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> they Metal Gear Solid this shit. Everything comes back to zero. I, I, okay, I'm actually legit interested in Yakuza. So if as much Me as too. much flair that was in that trailer, if that's reflective in the game and the gameplay, then I I would probably get it. It seems like one of those quirky Japanese titles that I haven't seen in a long time that I would like to have again. I want to love again. From what I've heard, and obviously don't quote me on this, but... Back of the box. The... Uh, <laughs> The Yakuza games, like, the gameplay is not fantastic. It's not. It's like an open-world-ass open-world game, kind of. It's like an open-world game, but it's, like, Japanese, so they put, like, a bunch of arbitrary restrictions and loading zones that are, like, would befuddle any Western sandbox game developer. It's like you know what? Whenever I see videos of the the Yakuza games, like the current ones, it just reminds me of PS2 games. Not not how they look, not like how they look, but just the feel of them. Because obviously the graphics look really good, but just like you know how PS2 games have that certain feel of just like, yeah, the scale doesn't seem right. Oh, doesn't seem super realistic. Not that games have to be realistic, but it seems like Yakuza is going for some sort of realism. I I know exactly like yeah it feels very much like I kind of get a persona vibe like not that it is persona in any way shape or form but if you're familiar with like persona 4 where it's like oh you have this map you pick it and then you can kind of like wander around that particular section but you can't go to another section without the loading zone that's kind of what Yakuza is to me it's like oh it's open world but you know we have these arbitrary loading zones so I don't know. If they can make this quirky enough, then that would be fine. The other ones were just so dry, though. Like, that was the problem. Yeah. There wasn't enough anime, so to speak. I have a, I'm going to be straight with you, Joe. I don't think it's going to be quirky. Fuck. I think I think it's going to be more Yakuza. But it was... What what, what did they call it? The An Age of Euphoria or something in that trailer? Like, just... They were doing... <laughs> that's, that's just... That's just what Japanese exactly. say about everything. They were just fucking dropping <laughs> nonsense words that, like, made no <laughs> sense. I need to find this. Where was it? 
I I sent it to you just because it's like that's so dumb and <laughs> oh time of euphoric craze. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's a time of euphoric craze. I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. Uh. So continuing with all down this Japanese uh, path we've gone down, King of Fighters fourteen. It's gonna be the very first King of Fighters game that was in that's in three D. It only took them thirteen iterations, guys. We finally figured out. We finally figured out polygons. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. I mean, uh, it looks interesting, and I like King of Fighters, but I don't know about the three D because I've never seen any of these characters in three D before, and it feels weird to see them in three D. So I feel we'll have to see. We'll have to see. The draw of King of Fighters always. It, for me, was it's 2D art, so it's exactly. like kind of loses that niche. Yeah, like the the their um their art was always amazing. Like it was incredible what they could do with sprites in this day and age. Yeah, wh- wh- what was the game that was? It was 3D, but the sprites looked 2D. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I f- yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, it's something X X something. Uh. Street Fighter X Tekken. It was Guilty Gear. Guilty, Guilty Gear. Gear, yeah. Guilty Gear Exerd Sign. They fucking handled the transition magnificently. Guilty Gear Sign. <laughs> Again, nonsense words. Yeah. Uh, so continuing with more Japanese because we, this, I think this is the last Japanese one. Um, Team Ninja came on stage to show their latest, their new IP. They made a big deal about how this is the first new IP from Team Ninja in however many years. I'm like, welcome okay, to cool. Japanese game companies. <laughs> it's called Neo, and I don't know if you've seen this, Joe, but it looks like Dark Souls, but instead of like knights, it's ninjas. I saw you write that on here, and I'm like, oh, come on, surely it's not that close. And then I watched it, and I'm like, this is fucking Dark Souls. What the hell? The fucking <laughs> exactly. exact same goddamn thing. I think I I would I want to give this a whirl. I I'm just <laughs> interested. I don't know. It it does look like stupidly. Cr- I don't know. It looks fun to play, but I probably something I would wait to get. I don't know. I'm intrigued, to say the least. I was also intrigued, just because of how similar it seemed. It's fucking copy uh. and paste. <laughs> uh, now we're on to the back to the American games. Uh, so guns up. <laughs> they showed this American they games. They this guns up. Yeah. And fat princess. America. America. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, they showed Eagle guns flight. up. It's a. a <laughs> It's a new free-to-play game. It's already available on PS4. They're like, and it's available now. It's it's a top-down like uh, dual joystick shooter. Um, it might be interesting. Uh, I don't know. It's free. We could try playing it uh, at some point, maybe. Uh, it didn't look that interesting, and it's it's free. I I don't. Yeah, but what did look interesting? Oh crap! I skipped a lot. The next one. Okay, another <laughs> thing that didn't look that interesting. Uh, Fat Princess for PS4. Yeah. Not that I have anything against Fat Princess, but I I just never got it. Into just kind it just kind of flew under our radars, and we just never really went I mean, back I, to it. I mean, I own it. I oh, own really? it, but yeah, I played a couple rounds. I was like, eh. It's like it's all. It's like you know. It's like capture the flag, but with 
a fat princess. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a <laughs> yeah, feeding her cakes and shit. Yep. But what did look amazing was the Ratchet and Clank, well, the Ratchet and Clank was Ratchet and Clank for PS4. Um but I liked so the guy from Insomnia came on stage. Uh it was something price I'll just call him Mr. Price because I know that's his last name, but I forget his first name. Um, and he was very self-aware. He's like, so now you can own the game based off the movie, based off the game. <laughs> so wait, is that actually how this is? Yeah, this so this game, so the original Ratchet & Clank came out on PS2. The new movie is based off of that game, and this game is based off of that movie. I'm, I've gone cross-eyed. Because <laughs> it's literally just Ratchet and Clank. Like, it's a reboot. Well, it's not a reboot, but it's a redo of the first game, but taking the elements from the new movie. So, a lot of people say, like, oh, it's just a remake of the first game. If you look, if you know anything about Ratchet and Clank and you look at that video, it looks nothing like the original game. Like, none of the enemies are the same. Like, completely different story points. Like, the same basic plot line. Like, oh, he meets Ratchet you know, and Ratchet and Clank meet, meet each other and they have to go find Captain Quark. But, like, everything was so different. I'm like, yeah, this, like, feels like a full-on different game almost. Yeah, that that so, like, that seeing this trailer actually motivated me to go look at a, like, playthrough of, like, the first level of the first Ratchet and Clank because I didn't realize this was for the movie. I thought they were just rebooting it, so to speak. No. They're not rebooting yeah, it. Yeah, and so I, I... This is just for the movie. Yeah, so I watched the the run-through of, like, the first level on PS2, and then seeing this trailer, I'm like, huh, they made some really good... They improvised really well. Like, the plot line yes. is the same, but they did it in a way that is actually good, you know? Yeah, it's one of those where they... It's the same basic themes, but completely different implementation. And better writing. Oh yeah, definitely. And if and if you uh I don't know if you played that first Ratchet and Clank when it came out, but like Ratchet was an asshole in that game. And I'm glad that they dropped that for this because he's like nice now, but in the first game, he was a complete and other asshole and the whole point of the game was him learning how to not be an asshole. Uh the only vibes I got from that first level playthrough is it, it was just like really like the writing was really stilted. Like they had they had yes. like lines for Clank and then it's like, well the logical response is this, but we need to keep the story going. So we now need to have Ratchet saying stuff like, Well, whatever you were talking about, like these awkward transitions because the writing was <laughs> bad. So either way, yeah, no, it yeah. it looks this is interesting. I'm this is also interesting because you know, film game to film adaptations and then uh uh game to all these adaptations never usually work well given yeah, the medium i'm i'm still skeptical about the movie but i'm pretty sure the game's gonna be good just because they've made a lot of ratchet and clank games and they've all been at least good some of them have been not as good as others but I've, i can't say that there's ever been a like terrible ratchet and clank game right so certainly so yeah and then I think this entire... I think now from now on... Well, most of these from now on are PSVR exclusives. Well, actually, we don't know if they're exclusive. All we know is that 
for most of them, all we know is that it's PSVR, but some we do know if they're exclusive or not. Um, they showed Res for PSVR. Do you know Res? No, I have no idea. So I Res was, so Res was a PS2 game. So this is going to be a treat for you because you have no idea what this Fuck. is. Okay, so Res was a PS2 game. It was a very early kind of audio visual experience on PS2 before that like became like a thing that a lot of games tried to do. Um, basically, you're playing through this game and you're trying to basically everything you're doing in the game goes to the beat and you're kind of like you're just like this kind of floating body and everything's super stylized and you're going through these levels and all the there's colors and it's kind of crazy it's kind of awesome um i highly recommend you check that it out it sounds at some like point. you're describing a really bad trip it kind of is like it would be great it would be a great thing to get high and play but the interesting thing about res was that it came with this thing called the trans vibrator. That sounds dirty. Exactly. It basically was a dildo that you plugged into your PS2 what? and it would and it would vibrate to the beat of the music. And it, the idea was that the vibration was to help you stay on beat, but really it just like got people, you off real good. People did things with that thing. <laughs> People did stuff with it. They did horrible it. things. <laughs> and then, so they ported the Res to Xbox 360. So that would be the easiest way to get a hold of this game. It's actually on Xbox 360 as a digital title, so you could download it. Because obviously getting a PS2 copy would probably be tough. Um, they implemented it to where if you had a second controller, you could use that as the trans vibrator. <laughs> and then in this Res demo for PSVR, they had a guy the guy that was playing it in the PSVR had a crazy glowing suit that was go that was like glowing and flashing to the beat of the music and it was vibrating like the trans vibrator. Well, I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> that's a cool thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this game, this game was crazy balls, like PS2 time, crazy. Like, you know, there was a time during the PS2 era where crazy. It was something was special. Out, was one of them. Like everything else. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It could be... Th that could be really cool. And I know Jeff was uh, tweeting out pictures of him playing it. So hopefully he'll have some fun things to say on the Bobcast this week. Looking forward to it. <laughs> um, next, on the PSVR front, they showed Eagle Flight. Is it just, is it just like a 3D panorama thing of... An eagle flying. No, you, Joe. You are the eagle, Wait, and you I'm get to fly. Wait, I'm the eagle. Yeah, it's a PlayStation VR experience where you're an eagle, and I don't know if you flap your wings or something, but you do some way. You're going through the motions of an eagle, and it's supposed to be exhilarating because it makes you feel like you're flying like an eagle. Ah! <laughs> Great, eagles. Um. And now we're getting to some... So these next two, I... They are definitely in the spirit of... Uh, something like... Um, Octodad or like I Am Bread or whatever. Like that type. Just like really absurdism. Awkward, shit. Just absurdism. Yeah. So 
the modern zombie taxi company. Jeez, what the fuck? So all I can really say from from the video they showed, all I can say about it is it looked like it was crazy taxi, but in first person VR with zombies. I just no words. Have you seen this game, Joe? I like saw stills and I saw the name and I'm like, I'll wait for the humble bundle. It looks like a game that didn't get finished and then they said, let's just give it a weird name so that way people think it'll be finished. Like the people in your car can barely sit. They're like flopping around like they're, they're, I guess they're supposed to be, it's almost like they wanted to make them people, but then they couldn't get the AI to work. So they just said, eh, make them zombies. As much as I appreciate some good humor, it's like this, there's so much of this stuff out now. You got, you got goat simulator, you got, um, what was it? The I am bread. You have, uh, gang beasts you know you have games that basically like don't have a lot of substance but are like just so absurd and just like their physics and just kind of ideas that that's where it derives the entertainment from and that's fine but like I'm just like another one of these yeah it's too bad like I'm waiting for like at least with something like Octodad it's like a fun, like a experience. Like there's actually a story to it and stuff like that. But I don't know. I guess maybe if Modern Zombie Taxi Company did something like that, but we'll see. But they also showed Job Simulator, which is a first-person PSVR game where basically you're in an office building and you have a bunch of stuff. And I don't know. They showed videos of people like drinking coffee and trying to get things off of counters and having to throw things. It, it's, it's, it's definitely one of the, those games that you were talking about. Just seemed really awkward, but, you know, I think that's by design. It's like Surgeon Simulator now, except in an office setting. Exactly. That's exactly what it seems like. Great. And then they showed Golem. A very big change of, change of tone, Joe. This seems more like a serious game where you are controlling a giant golem, like a giant rock dude, just going through like a area. I was about to say, what really are you doing? Showed. I was about to say, what are you doing as the golem? They haven't really showed what you're doing. Well, great. Uh, it was more of a it was more of a teaser than anything. Teasing us for a game we know nothing about. <laughs> yep. Now, Joe, we're about to get to the game that that uh besides Uncharted 4, stole the show for me. All right. Have you seen this yeah, video? Yeah, I saw the video. Do you... Are you not excited? Peter? I'm, are you I'm not gonna excited? Be, I'm going to have to be honest with you. As a, as a friend, what? I'm, not, I'm not excited. Why? Again. 100-foot robot golf. What do you do? What is this game? You play golf as but a robot in a city. Beating the shit out of each other. City. But why? Yeah. I don't understand. Because why not? I so I don't know. This is pretty dumb. Joe, you like golf. I do. And you like robots. But it seems to be servicing these two loves of mine. And not really like. So I guess. Joe, there was a corgi. 
I yes, there was a cor. You're right. There was a corgi with a VR thing on. Yeah, that was adorable. I need to see more. So I need to see more of this game because as it looks right yeah. now, it seems like very bare bones, like indie kind of idea. And I think the idea has some like, it's kind of in, it's somewhat interesting. But that's the thing. It has potential. But if it's a if it's a bad golf game and a bad robot fighting game. Oh then yeah, it's like it's not good, and that's the thing. Is from what I'm looking at this right now, it seems like very bare bones. So I need to see more. I just need more. That's it. All of all of my excitement is is contingent on it being a good golf game, right? And I've see I don't see anything other than the absurdism, which you know, again, it's yeah. it's fun to have fun, but I need I need more. I need more. I'm I'm excited for it. But obviously, I want it to be a good golf game. Like, I, it needs to be at least Mario Golf caliber. If it like that's yeah, it needs to be at least that. Well, that that's it uh, for me. It doesn't even need to be that great. But yeah, I I don't know. I just I need I need to see more. I need to understand these mechanics of the fighting yeah. and all that stuff. Because otherwise, it just becomes a robot fighting game where there's a ball in it. <laughs> yeah. Whew. So, continuing with more PSVR, I think this is the last PSVR thing. Ace Combat for PSVR. I, I, so, for a while, I always thought to myself, why are aerial combat games no longer, like, you know, why why is there not a plethora of them like there was before? And I feel now that every time I play one of those games, I'm like, yeah, there isn't much else to this. Oh, that's why there's no more of them. I don't know. VR might bring something to it that'll make it more enjoyable. I I need maybe maybe. See, I've never really gotten into these types of games. So I mean, neither have I really. They've always been just kind of a curiosity, and then every time I like have the opportunity to like quench that curiosity, it's like, oh wait, yeah, actually, no, I'm not into this. Never mind. And I feel like that's what the larger market abroad feels or at large. So, yeah, I don't I don't I did they have a trailer for this cuz I'm I'm coming up nothing. Yeah, they have a they have a trailer. Just search for Ace Combat 7. Yeah, okay, I um, found it. But they didn't show any VR stuff. It was literally just a teaser of like, "Hey, look at these planes." Okay. Yeah, if they could make the game look as good as these trailers, which I don't know, then if they could, then maybe it'd be interesting, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Lukewarm. And then they show Destiny Racing coming to Destiny December 8th. If I was really into Destiny, I I would be pretty stoked about this. It looks pretty fun. Yeah, the idea is cool and just... Yeah, it's just something that you didn't see coming. I think that's another big thing, like why people are probably so psyched about oh, it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I bought this first person shooter. They're putting racing into it. What? Yeah, I I never if you told me a week ago, yeah, Destiny, it's gonna have racing in it, I'd be like, No, it's not, you idiot. <laughs> you knucklehead. <laughs> you chuckle hard. So yeah, no, it's again more to be seen. I'll have to ask Jared about that. I'm sure he'll like be on that bandwagon. Oh, yeah. And then uh, as their final announcement, as like a we love our fans, they showed Nino Kuni 2. 
God damn it, I want to like that game, but everything I heard about the first one just kind of like turned me off. Apparently it's a really good anime. That, uh, and that's, that's the problem. <laughs> when you, when your tutorial, so like all JRPGs have this problem with extended tutorials, but damn it, Nino Kuni. Damn it. So. Oh, was it really, was it really bad? I was under the impression, like, because I know Brad said a lot about it, was it, like, tutorialized at least into the 25-hour mark of that game. Oh, Jesus. Like, it was, like, real heinous about that. So, yeah, and that's, I think, one of the biggest hang-ups. And that's one of the things I've never really understood about a lot of JRPGs is I know their mechanics are, like, complex and deep, but they're not, like, 25 hours into the game we're still introducing you to shit. So, they shouldn't be anyway, so... I don't know. Uh, hopefully, if they, like, take advice from that first one and can make a good sequel, then yeah, sure. And hopefully. and if it's, like, detached enough from the first game that I could enjoy it with maybe a light synopsis, then I might pick it up. We'll see. I'll have more free time, I think, after this semester to just, like, indulge myself in games like these. You told... Yeah, um... Yeah, you definitely will. I mean, I've had way, way more free time. Um, I'm ex- excluding this past week, obviously. <laughs> well, naturally, releases. It comes in ebbs and fl- it comes in it waves. It comes in you know? ebbs and flows. It, it flows in ebbs and streams. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to real news. None of this fake stuff. <laughs> this yeah. virtual stuff. Well, there's more virtual coming. Oh too. God. They showed, they uh, announced Rock Band for Oculus Rift, Rock Band VR. How's that going to work? Have you seen the video? No. I guess I'm going they to. They show exactly how it's going to work. I guess I'm going to look at the video I recommend now. you watch I'm the watching... video. It's pretty funny, actually. All right. Well. But uh, what I can tell you is they've got a lot of work to do because it looked like crap to me. Really? And that's coming from a Rock Band fan. So what about it did you not find appealing? So if you look at this, if you get to the part in the video where they show the gameplay, it just looks like, you know how, maybe it's just a VR thing, and I, and I think um, Vinny or someone might have mentioned it during the Bombcast, but when you're, sh- no, wait, no, it wasn't, in the, it was, uh, I, I, Brian Altano mentioned it on an IGN stream after after the uh, PlayStation, PlayStation experience. It's incredibly hard to show VR experiences. It is. So this video that they showed, it just looks like your your head's going all over the fucking place, like everything's moving and jiggling. It's all like one it just to doesn't one. look it's good. It's not smooth, yeah. Exactly. And I bet if you're in it, it feels natural and, and good. But when you're looking at it as a bystander, it's you just get lost and you get confused and you get dizzy. You're like, why is everything moving so much? And then you're like, Oh wait, this is how the brain works. It's oh. all jumping around. Yeah, but this this video is actually pretty fun. It's a it's a funny little video that they made to announce it. They got the people from Dragon Force to be in the video. Fuck. So yeah, you should check that out. It's okay. fun. But they also they also announced Rock Band Four Brutal Mode. How so? Is this about what is the highest? Di- is this a higher difficulty tier? Like what? What about this? What is this? It's not a difficulty tier. It's another mode. So. There was already so because within the mode you can pick your difficulty, 
the only thing that the mode does is if you're playing very well, it'll start making the notes be invisible. Oh, uh, just as so I suspected. So you have to have it memorized. Just as I suspected. Yes. And they're making a big deal about it. They're having a challenge for it that if you can complete the challenge, you're entered to win prizes. So I'm going to get in there and try to do this challenge mode because I want to win the prizes. Like, like there are giving away like skinned consoles like rock band skinned consoles with like signed by the developers and other like DLC giveaways like stuff like that $100 so it pretty cool. gift card to Chipotle <laughs> yeah just you know random shit like that <laughs> not even rock band related <laughs> but I don't eat Chipotle well tough shit <laughs> uh. and then Finally, PS2 classics on PS4. Our worst fears were realized, Peter. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Sony, but... Get bent. Because of your choices, I probably will never buy a PS2 classic on PS4. <laughs> Just because it doesn't make sense to me. It would take a very special game, and I am remiss to name one yeah. that would work. So for those of you listening that don't, didn't hear the news... It's basically the worst of everything. The PS2 classics on PS4 are expensive. They're around $15. There's some that are 10, but it seems like most of them are 15. Um you can't use your own discs. You can't even use the ones you bought on the PS3. These are all separate. I have a handful of games I bought on the PS3 that are PS2 games not coming over. That's the most upsetting part, because at least those are already digital. Like, make them cross-buy or something. Nope. Not and happening. to top it all off, I don't necessarily find any of these games appealing. No. Well, so, what? We got GTA 3, which, I'm going to be honest with you, has not aged well at all, even upscaled. GTA Vice no. City, again... GTA San Andreas, again, all the GTA games, you can already rule them out. There's already a much better GTA game on the platform. It's called GTA 5. There's Dark Cloud, which I know some people who are very big on that game, but I've heard that the sequel is better, so why get that one then? Rogue Galaxy, I don't know what that is. The Mark of Cry, I forget that game. I'm familiar with that name. And then there's Twisted Metal Black and War of the Monsters. Twisted Metal Black, wasn't that generally well-liked? I cannot remember. It's one of the best Twisted Metal games. But as I said, like I already own that on PS3 because if you bought that last Twisted Metal game, it came with Twisted Metal Black for free. And now it doesn't carry over. Like eh, A lot of these are ones like... Most of these games I feel people already own. Maybe not like those, those JRPGs. Probably those are less common, but like... At this point, who doesn't have GTA 3, Vice City, or San Andreas? In some in form. In some form, yeah. And even even then, like, yeah, it's just they're not worth your while at this point. Like this these the only people that those would be for would be people who like cared about them like with some sense of nostalgia. At which point you either one, already own it, two, can get it for cheaper, or you know, three like it's just it's not necessary yeah why would you buy Plus, this these are gonna be these are gonna be worse versions too like um they're not gonna be the original releases because 
remember they lost all those music licenses, so it's going to be the edited versions without all the music. Right. It's just for people who want those games, it's not going to be worth it to them. And for people who have never played them but would like to try them, there are better ways to go about experiencing them for just as much money. Yeah. It's just so weird because it would have been an easy way for Sony to get to show that they care about their customers and without really losing money. Like they could have just made it like, Hey, you can use your old discs and then you have these other ones as well that you can buy digitally if you want to. But now like, I think this is going to be one of those things like, like PS now, like no one uses PS now. I'm going to bet no one. I mean, there'll be a few probably that buy these, but I don't think those are going to sell very well at all. It's going to go the way that it's set up. It's going to go one of two ways. Either they are going to continue to add to the service and just have everyone forget about it. Like PS now and the Vita, honestly, like on a broader scale, or they're going to try to, um, actually like do some, uh, what would it be? They're going to backpedal a bit and see if they can replicate something more akin to the Xbox's deal with the 360 games on the Xbox one. Um, because as it stands now, I can't, I can't see this working. I can't see this making a lot of money for them. So they're, yeah, especially right on the heels of Microsoft announcing that all the 360 games are like, you can use your discs and everything. Like it just, it seems like they made this decision and then didn't think about the comp- the competition's decisions. Or just, yeah, or just both the the decisions of the competition and just the practicality. Because at least, that's the thing too, is the 360, those games are still like pretty recent, you know, relatively speaking. People are, so they're going to be able to play them for free on their Xbox One provided they have a disc. And they're relatively easy to get a hold of. While as PS2 games... I feel like are just as easy to get a hold of, but they're so like long forgotten. Like again, even with these GTA titles, if you are a curious mind and you're not going to be playing GTA three for fun, you will not have fun playing this game. This is a morbid curiosity. So why are you don't go out and shell $15 to play it? Like this is the worst way. Go to a secondhand shop and find it for literally 50 cents. Right. You could find that game for literally 50 cents Exactly. Somewhere. So that's my problem is like they at this point Sony should just be giving those games away for free. I'm never I'm not like being entitled here and saying they should do that, but you know, they're like they're they're they've lost so much value over the years, both like directly monetarily and also just in what they offer to the players. Like they're not worth going back to unless you have morbid curiosity. So why peg a $15 price point on that lackluster experience? In my opinion. It's just it's just weird to me that they picked 15 because there are like brand new games that come out at 15. Like like not even like gosh. 5, 10. Your money would yeah, 5, five 10, 8 like there any anything 10 or less would be 10 would be again as I said on the last podcast would be the max. And, like, I, Noble on them, like, trying to upscale the graphics and add trophy support, but I don't know if that's necessarily worth the additional $5 yeah. to me, and it's not worth spending that again if I already have the game. Definitely Just not. Just emulate it directly someone, at that point. I don't care. Exactly. 
And someone made a very good point online that I saw. You can buy all of those GTA games in one bundle on the iPhone for less money than one of the games on PS4. Yes. The the obvious drawback. This is like the one caveat, but again, I don't think this is worth the $15 price point. Is yeah, you can get these on the phone and you can get them on the PC. Controller support for those platforms sucks. It's bad. Like, holy hell, I tried to play San Andreas with a 360 controller. It's almost a no-go. It's really bad. Really? It's really bad. It's wow. it's phenomenally bad. Which is yeah, which is surprising because, you know, it came out on the PS2. But yeah, I don't know what it, it's like one of those weird PC games where you need to like go to the mouse and hit enter for some prompts and stuff like that. Uh, it's like really nasty. So and I don't I don't know how the iOS one handle. I know that the iOS version has controller support, but I haven't used it, so I don't know how well that is because I know that you know the iPhone has a few like third-party controllers you can connect to it, but Right. So Oh well. Uh I mean at the end of the day, I'm like not too hurt, but it's it's kind of lame because it would have been nice. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not mad, I'm not sad. I'm just kind of like Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to buy those. Yeah, you, it's just like you guys are knuckleheads. Move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, with that being said, I have to use the bathroom, so I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap this oh up, put a bow on this package. Gross. I need to eat this salad that's been sitting in front of me Alan, for an hour and a half. The salad has turned brown, Peter. <laughs> what have you done? Your vinaigrette has seeped through the it's, bowl it's separated it's separated <laughs> fats on the top all right well with that being said you just listened to another episode of shit gamer say you can find me and peter at the following locales on the web spaces using the handles posted in the description of this webisode um you can find us both on twitter you can find us both on the playstation network you can find us both on steam you can find peter on xbox live and the nintendo meverse come visit our website zucchinithumbs.com there you'll find two links and maybe three links three links uh one to our facebook one to our youtube page where we've posted some silly videos you can uh, subscribe to us there. We also have the page to our iTunes. In case you came across this in the wild, there on the iTunes page, you can review and subscribe to our podcast where we release every week and a half or week or whatever we feel like. And yeah, leave us a rating, please. That'd be nice. Um, also, send us emails, zucchinithumbs at gmail.com. We don't get any. Sometimes we do, but like, not that many. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, pretty sure we think. Bro. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. The, sad, the saddest you can be. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we got in. Um, Wait. Uh, uh, no. We, we didn't even get any spam. Wow. We've been <laughs> great. Awesome. Um, yeah. With that being said, next week we're going to start our... Uh, Get t- top 25 games of all time deliberation and I guess we're going to try to release an episode that week the week after and the week after that assuming three episodes which will probably be the case so keep a lookout for that otherwise we won't be doing anything for the rest of the year because hopefully no news comes out for the rest of the year hopefully hopefully 
There's no like, there's no more events happening. There's going to be some big NX leak. Just watch. <laughs> okay. Okay. That reminded me. There's one more event, but it's Smash Brothers related only. So probably nothing big out of that. Yeah, I don't. I uh, the biggest would be just a character reveal or or amiibos or something like that. We're, no more amiibos. We're for introducing cross dressing cloud. <laughs> the next amiibo to be released is Shovel Knight, and that's on January eighth. Okay. Well, with that being said, you've been listening to another episode of Shit Gamer Say. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, a wonderful life. Uh, always use safety razors when you are shaving those sensitive spots. <laughs>